In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. Problems is the problem is what with is with guns and not having uh, and not having legislation to really deal with an issue uh, that is a pandemic here in this country uh, and so uh, you know that is that is not his focus uh, obviously and uh, when it comes to uh, when it comes to schools and and I don't know what he said specifically about about schools I know there's been a conversation about hardening schools that is not something that he believes in he believes that we should be able to to give uh, teachers the resources to be able to do the job uh, that they're meant to do at schools. Um, and this is something that uh, he's been focusing on uh, since he was a vice, vice president. So those are two things that he does not agree on. Uh, but look, he thinks there's a way uh, to potentially have, uh, potentially come for, for uh, senators to come together um, and Congress to come together. They should, they need to act. Oh, Corrine Jean-Pierre. Does anybody miss Little Red Lying Hood? I mean, did we ever think that we would say that? Did anybody ever think that you would say, wow, can we have Little Miss uh, Red Lying Little Red Lying Hood back? Can we have uh, pretend to be Press Secretary Jen Psaki back? At least she was fun to sit and make fun of all day long because of the way she was so unqualified for every answer, uh, question she ever got. But I mean, this, this girl is so, she doesn't even have, it's not only does she doesn't have the right answer, her answers are just like, blah. At least Jen Psaki tried. Corrine Jean-Pierre. Oh, no, Biden's focus is not making schools safer. No, we're, our focus is not hardening schools. Our focus is not giving the teachers the resources that I just said that they needed or the things that they need to keep their students safe. No, 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 no. We're just going to tell all the good people in the world that they can no longer have guns so that all the bad people will also comply and give their guns because they follow the law. Yeah, that's what we should do. That's what we should do. Let's not focus on more security at school. Let's not focus on taking the $40 billion that we don't even have that we're just giving to Ukraine. No, let's not focus on that. Let's, let, let, let's throw the money over there and, let's, and, and not put the money towards, you know, hardening our schools and making sure that our children are safe. I mean, we do have, you know, we do have security at banks. We have security at credit unions. We have security everywhere except for schools. Isn't that weird? So let's just take all the guns from the people who abide by the law so that the bad people who don't abide by the law will abide by the law that we abide by. Making sense? That 
is the White House press secretary currently, Corrine Jean-Pierre. An absolute nothing. Um, Jeremy, today's my birthday. Could you give me a shout-out? Says EO60101. Happy birthday, EO60101. And uh, tell R2D2 that we also said have a good time. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know your name, so I just saw the uh, I saw the handle there. Folks, you're locked and loaded right here on Live from America. Thank you very much for being here today. I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patri- patriot. Talking like George Bush there. Coming to you from the live, free, or die granite state of New Hampshire. And it is a blessing and an honor to be here with you every single day of the week. Monday through Friday. And folks, I do want to tell you that what they're doing, if anybody knows the Second Amendment, they'll say, they'll, they'll know that it says, shall not be infringed. So for all those that are watching that might be what we consider trolls or whatever, please allow me to go to the actual dictionary because this um, definition hasn't been changed yet. But let me tell you what infringed means. It means actively breaking the terms of an agreement or a law. It means to act so as to limit, that's the key word, Limit, L-I-M-I-T, if you don't know what that means, then you probably should go back to school. But act so as to limit or undermine something or encroach on his legal rights were being infringed. Now, see, ladies and gentlemen, what Congress fails to realize is throughout the years, they've changed the meaning to words and they've changed our God-given rights, something they do not have the power ever to change. God gave us the right to protect ourselves enshrined in that Constitution, that beautiful piece of paper called the Constitution, and the government really had no right to even take them from felons, to be honest with you. That's what shall not be infringed means, to encroach upon or to limit. What'd they do with felons? They limited their access to guns. That is why everybody, including Martha Stewart, has a felony these days because they give them out like candy so they can limit or infringe or encroach upon your God-given rights. And now they're trying to do it again. Let me remind you, the Second Amendment says, shall not be infringed. That means you can't do that. It's not going to stop the House, the Senate, the rhinos, the Uniparty, Swamp Donkey Democrat Communist or anybody else from time to make sure that you cannot protect yourself. Now, just remember this, folks. Look how our government acts when we are armed. Imagine how totalitarian-like they're going to act when we are not armed. They try to push you around and take everything about your life now while you are armed. Think about a life in which you would not be And what our government would become and what they would do to you. Remember, no government has ever given, they don't stumble over over themselves to give power or freedom back to you once they take it. And once they have your guns, then you have zero power to tell them anything ever. Also, it is not a gun problem. Because there are more guns in this country than human beings. If it was a gun problem, there would be no human beings left because the guns with a mind of their own would jump up and kill everybody. It's never been a problem before. It's not an old problem. It's a new problem. Guns have been here forever. It's not an old problem. It's a new problem. The new problem being medication, God out of everything, fatherless families, children that are not held accountable, the internet, bad parenting, bad schools, schools um, partnered with the DCFS to destroy your life. That is what's wrong. Not a gun problem. So let's get to the bottom of the actual problem. Now, folks, today is the beginning of Pride Month, so brace yourself for the explosion of rainbows to be coming your way. But here's some advice for you on Pride Month, first day of Pride Month. Every time you see a rainbow come your way, stop, have the courage to say, God bless you. And when they say, what do you mean? Well, it's nice that you're out here promoting God's promise to never destroy the earth by a flood ever again. Good job spreading the gospel. Way to go to be an ambassador of Christ. What are you talking about, you stupid Christian? You just want me to burn in hell. Yeah, you're a bigot. This doesn't mean that. This means gay sex. Woo! No, it actually doesn't, but it's nice that you think that. 
And it's nice that you tried to hijack God's promise, but you can't do that because it belongs to God. So again, I'd like to bid you a good day. I'd like to say God bless you and thank you very, very much for promoting God because that is originally his promise. And watch the triggered heads explode. Explode. They're not going to be able to handle that, folks. Thank you for spreading the gospel. I really appreciate that. God bless you. Have a great day. Watch the heads explode. But you are about to see an explosion of rainbows coming your way. Thank you very much, Deb. Deb said she loves the shirt, Armor of God. Of course, it's got some Latin down here as well. You can get this on JeremyHerald.com, including the white shirt as well. Get a black and white one for you and your hubby. You'll love it. All right, folks. I want to, uh, I want to talk about something before we get to the verse of the day. This morning, I actually was asked to speak at a Christian school. And I got to be honest with you, I have performed in front of tens of thousands of people over my lifetime in the music business and doing this and rallies and this, that, and the other. I have never once, as I uh, explained in my morning newsletter, ever had a nervous bone in my body about being in front of a crowd. But I have to tell you, when I was asked to come and speak for those children today, middle school and high school kids in the Christian school, I was nervous. Boy, was I nervous like I've never been before. And I let him know that. Because, folks, when you are entrusted to actually speak the word of God by giving your testimony and whatever else you want to put into this little uh, speech that you're giving, uh, you got to know that you're dealing with young minds, minds that are not fully developed yet, minds that don't have wisdom because they've not been through what you've been through. You have to explain things to them in a way that they understand. And the thing that made me nervous was I was so incredibly scared to lead them the wrong way. I prayed to God. I said, God, if you're going to entrust me with the youth of our nation, please, 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 please let me say the right things. And I got to be honest with you. My kids were a little embarrassed. And I even made that a point to say that. I said, point at my kids and laugh at them. Ha ha, their dad's speaking. Ha 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 And of course I did that out of fun. And you know, maybe my kids will be upset with me, but it is what it is because my kids go to that school and all of them were there. Thank God we have taken them away from any kind of public school threat or harm and they are back in that school. So I got a chance to speak and I got a chance to say, uh, give my testimony. And I got a chance to speak to the kids in a way that they're not used to being uh, spoken to. There's, they have guest speakers at chapel all the time, but not like, <laughs> not like the way I would say it, you know? And um, we've already been getting text messages from staff saying, wow, it wasn't boring for a change. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's anything but boring, I can tell you that. But long story short, I'd like to give all glory to God and thank God for the opportunity to speak to our youth. And anytime you guys get a chance to, you may feel a little nervous about it because, you know, they're kids. Uh, it's very different than speaking to a crowd of adults, but definitely take the chance because the children need to look up to somebody else who's been through it and says, stay with God, stay on that narrow path. They need that. They need that reassure that reassuring uh, figure in their lives as an adult. So if you guys get asked to do that, or if you ever get the chance, then please make sure you do that. Okay. Let's go to the verse of the day this morning, which I titled don't be two people. Why would you want to be two people? You are one person created perfectly by the hands of God, molded into his perfect child. Why would you want to be two people? Unfortunately, today in 2022, a lot of us struggle with being two people. Verse of the day comes from Colossians 3.12. If you have your Bibles, please open up Colossians. Colossians 3.12. It says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. If you can, kind, if you can clothe yourself with all those things, and I know some of us struggle with some of those, but if you can clothe yourself with all those things, then you are showing that you are a child of God. You don't need to tell anybody. Now, how many of those wonderful words describe you? Let me say them again. Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. How many of those five words describe you? Not you at work. I'm not talking about that. Not you with friends or out in public, in a public place. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about who you really are at home. Look, I get it, folks. We all put on a face that is different than our real ones when we are at work, or when we are in public. If you're trying to be two different people today, please stop right now, because it's not doing you, 
the people around you, or Jesus any good at all. Okay? We have to stop doing that. It's very hard to keep up with appearances and remember where you are. Sometimes you're in public and you want to react a certain way or say the first thing that comes to your mind, but you hold back or bite your tongue so that you don't get embarrassed or embarrass anyone around you. The best thing you can do is be who God made you to be. Not who society is shaping you to be, but who God made you to be. That's the important thing. If you don't know who that is, that's okay. It just means you have more soul searching to do and you need more time with God. We all do. If you are one person at home, but want to be that person in public, then you need to drop one of your personalities. Find the one that God gave you at birth. This is the one that you truly are. Be that person, unapologetically. If you have Jesus in your heart, then you should not be worried about pleasing anyone else or making mistakes. You are an ambassador of God himself. Now, you will make mistakes. You will screw up and you will sin. Your old self may try to pop up once in a while, but when it does, rebuke those thoughts immediately. Give your old self a grin and tell him or her that they are not welcome anymore and have no power over you. Ask yourself what Jesus would do in that situation. Follow your Holy Spirit's guidance and keep walking that narrow path as a representative of Lord Jesus. In his holy name we pray. Amen. Please remove your hats and let's have our prayer together from your lips to his ears as one live from America congregation. Let's say it loud and proud. No matter your age, no matter where you're at, even if you are at work, it is your God-given right to worship and praise your God. So do not be afraid. Unapologetically, here we go together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. All right, it looks like somebody said somebody got locked out of the chat. I don't know how that works. We don't have admins locking people out. Matter of fact, we can't or else some of the trolls would have been gone a long time ago. Uh, So I'm not sure what happened there, but thank you for praying with me. Thank you guys for always bringing me back to center. Look, nobody knows that I'm off the rails quicker or more than you guys do. If I'm off the rails, you guys see it immediately because you see me twice a day for an hour. You know what I'm going through when you see bad things happening. You can tell when I need prayer and when I need to be have a pick-me-up or need inspiration, and you guys give that to me. And it allows me to get from one moment to the next. It allows me to get from the show to asking uh, to come and speak to children as they're getting ready to experience life itself. So I want to say thank you to all of you, and I don't say that lightly. I say that from the bottom of my heart. God bless you and thank you. Put your cups up as we get ready to rumble. And if you've not shared the video yet, do it. If you have, do it again. Here we go. Let's have our first slurp. All right, we got to praise Justice Alito. Justice Alito tried to do everything that he could back in November of 2020 when the election fraud was running rampant and everybody in the country knew that something was wrong. We went to bed with one president. We woke up the next day with another. Justice Alito knew that was wrong. Justice Alito ordered ballots to be set aside and not counted in Pennsylvania. And would you happen to know that Pennsylvania said too bad, so sad, We are not going to listen to a Supreme Court justice or a circuit court. And we're going to tell you to pound sand and we're going to do it anyway. That's exactly what happened to Justice Alito's orders in November. Pennsylvania just did not care. Now, Justice Alito has another thing to say about Pennsylvania. And now Justice Samuel Alito, God bless him, has halted the recount in Pennsylvania of the ballots received that lacked the required date after the recount primary. 
It's nice to know that there are good people out there still trying to uphold the rule of law, but let's get into it. The far left-wing radical Washington Post reported last night on an action by Supreme Court Justice Alito in Pennsylvania. Justice Samuel A. Alito Jr. on Tuesday put a hold on counting some challenged ballots in Pennsylvania while the Supreme Court continues to review a lower court's decision that they may be tallied. The administrative stay that Alito issued involves a unanimous decision of three panel judges of the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Third Circuit Court. It said that mail-in ballots that were received on time but lacked a required date on the outer envelope should be counted. Alito is the justice who receives emergency applications from the Third Circuit. The panel's decision involved a local judge's race in Lehigh County, but it is significant because the too-close-to-call primary for the Republican Senate nomination involving Mehmet Oz and David McCormick, uh, which, by the way, McCormick, who trails Oz by fewer than 1,000 votes, has filed a lawsuit in the state uh, to uh, ask the court to require that such undated ballots be counted, of course, because this is the rhino uniparty strategy that is the same as the Democrats. Now, the state requirement is that mail-in ballot voters fill out date and sign a form declaration on the outer envelope used to return the ballots. There's rules for a reason, and those rules are in place. I can't even send anything to the state at all without having everything filled out, or they send it back. But the federal judges said not counting the votes of those who did not provide a date violated federal civil rights law because the requirement was immaterial to the voters' qualifications. Too bad, so sad. How do we know the people are real, number one? And number two, there are rules for a reason. Stop changing them at a judge, at a, at a court level, just because you want to. You don't have that ability. This is not Venezuela. This is America. Wake up. There are no indications of fraud. The ballots were received by the state's deadline. This was the judges that said this. And election officials noted they would have counted ballots with the wrong date, but not those with no dates at all, the judges said. Quote, we are at a loss to understand how the date on the outside envelope could be material when incorrect dates, including future dates, are allowable. But envelopes where the voters simply did not fill out a date are not, Judge Theodore McKee wrote. Surely the right to vote is made of sterner stuff than that. How about just go out on the same day and vote? Unfortunately, it likely doesn't matter what Justice Alito says in this, because in the 2020 election, Justice Alito, like I told you in the beginning, told the state of Pennsylvania to set aside all ballots that were received after Election Day. But the corrupt state actors and the people in charge there said, ah, pound sand, too bad, so sad. And they did that only after 10,000 or so ballots arrived on Election Day, and they continued to count them anyway. So even though Justice Alito has stepped in here and tried to do the right thing, probably, um, you know, designed by God to do this, you'll get a lot of bad actors that come in and say, yeah, right, whatever. But we still got to give Justice Alito some kind of credit for not only trying to do this in November, but doing it again right now, standing up and saying, look, I'm not going to let you break the law. So why don't we go ahead and give Justice Alito... Here we go on June 1st, year of our Lord, 2022. I can't believe it's June 1st already. I keep thinking it's May or something like that. Unbelievable. June 1st. Don't worry. We will have a dumb, dumb award of the month ready for tonight. Um, Those are always my favorite. That and the Rhino, the Rhino segment. Love them all. Um, Big shout out to all you guys watching on social media. If you're watching on Rumble, please share out the Rumble link. We really want to get these Rumble... uh, the the rumble up bigger because we've we've been growing with rumble ever since before they were really a thing and uh they appreciate you guys also very much so thank you all um all right moving on you guys have heard of blexit and you've heard of lexit right latino exit black exit what is the what was the other one british exit all that uh, in other words they were just words to describe a max s exodus of one group of people from you know something very bad or something very woke. 
Well, now, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about Blaxit. B-L-A-X-I-T. If you guys heard that, then please hashtag that in the comment section right now because it's going to be a viral hashtag, and we want to make sure that it brings people to this video. So it's B-L-A-X-I-T. Hashtag that real quick if you could. Blacksit. What is Blacksit? Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is not good. We all know that Joey Applesauce, currently residing at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, illegitimately and illegally has been a racist dirtbag his entire life. Everybody knows Joe Biden is racist. Even black and brown people know that Joe Biden is racist. But for some reason, a lot of people that call themselves minority, even though they're human beings and we're all of one race, voted for this dirtbag racist loser known as Joey Applesauce, a.k.a. Joe Biden, Mr. Corn Pop, Harry Legs himself. We know that he's racist. But just to validate the fact that he's racist... And just to validate the fact that we know the Democrat Party in this administration does not care about our black and brown skinned Americans. Let's talk about what blacks it is. It's black staffers fleeing the Biden White House in droves, in droves. So where President Trump brought more black and brown skinned human beings of the one human race, as it were to matter anyway into the White House, into the fold, into the administration, and did a million things for education and other things that that the Democrat Party would never do. It turns out uh, Mr. You Ain't Black Biden isn't treating his black staff so well, shocker, and they are bouncing like basketballs. Black staffers are fleeing the Biden White House because they believe there is virtually no chance for promotion. Blacks it. Quote, we're here. And we're doing a lot of work, but we're not decision makers. And there's no real path towards becoming decision makers, one current black White House official told political reporter Daniel Lipman. Now, this is political, by the way, who's been shoved so far up Biden's butt, I'm surprised they're not working his mouth like an actual puppet. There is no real feedback and there's no real clear path to any kind of promotion. Some... Black aides in the White House have dubbed the exodus called Blacksit. Now, Karen Jean-Pierre, who we showed in the very beginning of this, a uh, black lesbian immigrant pushed back on the Blacksit claims by saying the president is incredibly proud to have built what continues to be the most diverse White House staff in history. Eh, wah, wah, wah. Actually, let's go ahead and play this. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. (laughs) (laughs) Cocaine must be a hell of a drug for you to say something so incredibly stupid. But let's continue. And he is committed to continuing historic representation for black staff in all communities, said Karine Jean-Pierre. This is a normal time for turnover across the the board in any administration. And black staff have been promoted at a higher rate than staff who are not diverse. Hey, do you know who I'm going to believe? I'm not going to believe the people that continue to lie to us every single day when we know the truth is right out in front of us. You know, like gas prices aren't that bad. Inflation is not as high as you think it is, and it's not that bad. We know you're lying. We're going to believe the people that are actually in the administration who are Democrats who are Marxists, more than likely, who do have your back and are saying, hey, this guy isn't treating us well. Let's believe them. At least 21 black staffers have left the White House since last year or are planning to leave sometime soon. Some of those who remain say it's no wonder why. They describe the work environment with little support from their superiors and few chances for promotion. The departures have been so pronounced that... Uh, according to one current and one former White House official, some black aides have adopted the term that they're calling Blacksit. This is coming from the staff who are leaving, by the way, not me. The first big exit came in December when Kamala Harris, his senior advisor and chief, chief spokesperson, Simone Sanders, announced she was leaving. And by the way, most of these staff members that are leaving are saying that Kamala Harris is the one that's driving most of them out. Wow, isn't that weird? A person who claims to be a person of... Five different colors, I guess. Ultimately, for a gig at MSNBC. Since then, Harris senior aides, Tina Florney, Ashley Etienne, and Vincent Evans are public engaged um, and public engagement head Cedric Richmond have all left. Public engagement aide Carissa Smith 
Gender Policy Aid, Kalisha DeSources, uh, and National Security Council Senior Director Linda Etim, Digital Engagement Director Cameron Trimble, Associate Counsel Funmi Badejo, Chief of Staff Ron Klain, Advisors Elizabeth Wick Wilkins, and Niet Malugeta, Press Assistant Natalie Austin, National Economic Council aides Jolie Gamble, and Connor Maxwell, and presidential personal aides Daniel Okai, Re- uh, Reggie Greer, and Rayshawn Dyson have all departed. Deputy White House Counsel Daniel Conley and Council of Economic Advisors aide Sahara Griffin are among others planning to leave in the coming weeks, according to White House officials. Folks, blacks it. And that is coming from the mouths of the people that happen to have dark-colored skin that the, 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 the left constantly tries to segregate from everybody else. They're the ones telling you, we are not feeling comfortable here. We are not respected here. We are treated like crap here. We are bouncing. Have a good day. Peace. Blacks it. Just another uh, story about how racist the left actually is. Let's move on from that and move into... Um, Folks, COVID has been gone since we realized it was nothing more than the flu. Let's just call it what it is. I am so sick and tired of everybody not calling COVID what it is, and that is the flu. And do you know how I know it's the flu? Yes, it might be another strand of the flu virus, which we know is actually true. But people that live everyday lives, they don't think that there's a they think there's a big difference between COVID-19 and the flu, and there's not. And do you know how we know this, folks? Not because we're scientists, not because we're as smart as Tony Gain-of-Function Fauci or Francis Collins or anybody else in the NIH or the NIAID. No, no, we're not smarter than anybody at the WHO. I'm going to tell you why we know it was the flu. Because there was only there was less than 1,000 flu deaths. Actually, I think there was less than 500 in the entire year of 2021. How's that possible? Where did the flu go? Did COVID-19 come in and beat the flu up and say, get out of here, take your lunch money and get out of here. I'm the new flu in town. I'm the new disease that's going to kill people. That never happens. That never happens. Measles didn't cure, kill chicken pox. Chicken pox didn't cure hives. They are their own thing. They are their own thing. Just like COVID-19 is the flu, and that's why there was less than 500 flu deaths in all of 2021, but yet there was hundreds of thousands of COVID deaths. And those COVID deaths actually mirrored the number of previous flu deaths. That's how we know it was just the flu. It's the flu. Yes, old people are susceptible to it because old people were susceptible to the flu. How many times have we had COVID now? I've had it a couple times. My kids have had it a few times. We breezed through it better than a two-day cold. We know that's what it was. And the only people that think COVID-19 was not the flu are the same people that are wearing masks in their cars by themselves still today. However, that's not going to stop Joey Applesauce and Garden Gnome Merrick Garland of the DOJ from asking a federal appeals court to actually reverse the order lifting airplane, ma- airplane mask mandates. Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Here now we've been, what, maskless on planes for over a month? Whatever, however long it's been, and now they're going to come back. And by the way, there is no spike in COVID. There is no spike in deaths. There is no spike in sicknesses. There's no spike in hospitalizations. There is zero data, fake or otherwise, that has been put out by anybody that would suggest that we would actually have to go back to wearing masks on a plane. You know that it's all about control and all by design. It has nothing to do with actual science that they tell you you should believe in every day. Or anything else. But again, that's not stopping the Biden administration. The Biden Justice Department yesterday asked for the federal appeals court to overturn a federal judge's order that declared the travel mandate unlawful. As we know, the Trump appointed judge last month struck down Biden's airplane mask mandate. Last, um, last month, when White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki admitted forced masking on planes had nothing to do with the science or keeping people from getting reinfected with COVID. Virtually everyone in the world, except for the people driving around by themselves in their cars wearing them, know that the masks did not work. Even doctors from around the planet who are now banned on Facebook and Twitter and, and YouTube tried to tell you that the masks were ineffective. But the Biden regime knows the masks don't work. And Saki admitted it. 
Still not going to stop them because the Department of Justice has indicated that they will appeal, not just because they think it's entirely reasonable, but because they think for a current and future public health crisis, current and what was that again? Say that again. Current and what? Oh, future. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We want to preserve the authority for the CDC to have in the future, Saki said on April 20th. Our focus is, uh, here was seeing what power we had to preserve, Saki said before she bounced. So it's not about science. It's about power. It's about power. And the truth is always in their words, folks. Science is a liar sometimes. Science changes every time. Uh, so we'll see where this goes. But long story short, your days of wearing a mask on a plane may be, uh, may be back sooner than you think. Another perfect way to kill the economy even more. Good job, Joey Applesauce. All right, folks, we are in a new month now, and I don't want to bog people down with the same sponsorship. So I've been working with Rumble to actually um, gain sponsors for the show while we're in such a low donor period right now, thanks to Biden's economy that we were just talking about. So we're cycling through people that I believe in, and I really, really, really believe in these next two people. Not that I didn't believe in Anthem or Gold Co. I thought they were great people. They were great executives, had great conversations with them. But folks, this company here that I'm about to show you, let's, uh, let's bring this up on the screen. Rise TV. Have you guys heard of this yet? Oh, you guys got to check this out, man. This is the conservative Netflix. Not that President Trump's streaming service isn't going to be awesome. But if you guys haven't heard about Rise TV yet, you got to check this out. Look at this. All, look at this, deep insight. These are movies, podcasts, shows, sports, all that stuff. Rise TV, Spygate, NWO, Fail, Guns War, PsyOps. I mean, this is just like a Netflix. But really all your conservative stuff, conservative comedy, not having to worry about cancel culture or woke companies. So you guys got to check this out. It's called Rise TV. There we are right there. We are, they are sponsoring us right now as we are cycling through different companies so that we're not, so that we're helping other people grow and help other people rise in this parallel economy. So for insightful and meaningful content, subscribe today, Rise TV. They are sponsoring Live from America right now. And uh, I believe 100% in what they're doing. We have been trying to build a parallel universe for a long, long time. And guys, we, are, we have built something so, phenom- so phenomenal with, uh, with money, with credit card, uh, perch, uh, credit card uh, uh, money exchange platforms, with social media, with news, um, merchant platforms, and everything. We have built something great. And we're getting rid of the Netflix. We're getting rid of the Amazons. We're getting rid of all of these companies. So make sure you check them out, guys. Rise TV. Just go to rise.tv and you'll take you right to the website and you can read all about it and uh, just helping another conservative company grow. You know what I mean? Um, and by the way, what you see on Rise TV, let's go back there. Can we go back there? What you see here on Rise TV, this is very similar to how LFA TV will, will look when we become a full network. Okay? This is very similar. Okay? So it's subscription-based just like Netflix and everything else except no wokeism. And that's, it's very similar to how LFA TV is going to look when we launch our entire news network, okay? All right, let's move on. True the vote. You guys know that Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips have been absolutely on fire lately, amen? Them, Mike Lindell, it, I, it, you, we never would have thought that people like that, people like a pillow guy, people like Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips would be the ones that show exactly what the FBI should be investigating and showing, what the uh, DOJ should be investigating and prosecuting for. These people are doing the job of our own government that we pay them to do, and they're doing the complete opposite. We are literally paying our government to just say, oh, nope, give us the middle finger and say, screw you. Meanwhile, regular citizens are raising money or uh, getting money through selling their products like Mike Lindell, and they're showing you the voter fraud. Now, I will say one thing about True the Vote, folks. These guys have done a great job. To be honest with you, uh, they have done a great, great job, even better than Mike Lindell, to be honest with you, about showing you the fraud, showing you the proof. And by the way, just what True the Vote showed you was enough to overturn the election. 
not even counting the machines, not counting the air game from Mike Lindell, not counting uh, anything else, not counting uh, uh, dead voters. We're talking about just the mail-in ballot scheme where people were putting things in the drop boxes. Just that alone was outcome determinative and would have overturned the election. Just that alone. And I think that true the vote, and this, again, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not shooting shots at Mike Lindell here. I think what Mike Lindell uh, has done has been great. It's been wonderful. But even when Mike Lindell was having his symposiums and even when he was showing his movies, it did not lay it out in layman's terms like 2,000 Mules did. Two, like, I got to be honest with you, a lot of Mike Lindell stuff, I was, little, I was really confused, especially with the $5 million symposium. I was confused about a lot of the rhetoric and all the terms that were being used. I just didn't know. And nobody was there explaining it in a way that 2,000 Mules did. Because the way, thing, the way they did it just showed you, oh my, oh my gosh, look, they, they stole the election. And they stole it just by doing this. If they did nothing else, they could have changed the outcome of the election just with what they did with the ballot scheme. That's a massive criminal network. But ladies and gentlemen, yesterday in Arizona, Greg Phillips and Catherine Engelbrecht laid the hammer down in Arizona showing, showing the fraud on even another level. But folks, what I'm about to show you is something that Greg Phillips said yesterday, and this is good and bad news. Um, yes, somebody said Rise TV is $9.99 a month. Yes, $9.99 a month for, for Rise TV. It's Rise.TV, by the way. Check this out, guys. Listen to what Greg Phillips said in Arizona yesterday if i could just add one thing um some of you asked me before the hearing uh this weekend i made some comments on a podcast we do indeed have a matter brewing that is 10 times bigger than mules Um, it'll be about six weeks before we can clear our way through it but i assure you it is the most explosive issue that you've ever come in contact with related to elections in the United States. Um, well, I'll just, I'll just quickly say, uh, I know we've been here now quite some time together this afternoon. Thank you all for coming. Uh, thank you for this arrangement. Thank you for the, the discussion. Um, we're not quitting. You guys don't quit. God bless America. Thank you for everybody being here today. Okay, we're adjourned. Thanks, guys. All right, now there was two very important things that I want to I want to uh, extract out of that little clip there, and one was what Greg Phillips said: "We are on to something that's ten times bigger than two thousand mules." Are you kidding me? Ten times bigger? So that's a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing because we're on to it and we're proactive, exactly what I've been preaching for months. Bad thing about it is, is anybody actually going to do anything about it? Is our state legislature going to continue to be cowards? Are our attorneys general continuing, are, going to, are they going to continue to be cowards and not do anything? Are our sheriffs in this country going to continue to be cowards and not do anything because they don't want to upset the apple cart? That's the question. And I'm dying to know, what he's talking about, I think I'll send out a text today and see if I got, can get a little answer on that. The second thing that I want to pull out of that little clip there that I want to extract and I want to focus on is what Catherine Engelbrecht said. We're not quitting, so you don't quit either. We have been on a roll since November 4th, folks. We've been on a roll, and we've been basically doing what our founding forefathers has wanted our nation to do since the very beginning of our country. And that is be involved and do not let the federal government grow to the size to where they can control you and be a totalitarian dictatorship like they are today. Communist Marxists like they are today. Something we should have all been doing for a long time. She said it. I say it. Trump says it. Anybody who's out there fighting, Lindell, he says it. Don't quit now. Put your foot on the gas and move forward. They're not quitting so you don't quit either. Great, great insight uh, and great investigation work uh, and, aggressive, and investigative work and great words from Greg Phillips and Catherine Engelbrecht. I will have them on the show very soon, hopefully as early as next week. Also trying to get Madison Cawthorn and Lauren Bobert uh, booked on the show as well. I think all three of those would be wonderful um, interviews. Let me know in the comment if you'd like to see those people on the show here on Live from America. Now, 
We're talking about elections. We're talking about the possibility of, uh, of decertification, although the state legislatures say, including Rhino Robin Voss up in Wisconsin, even while he was being booed by his constituents, was telling them, we have no power to decertify the election. We have no power to overturn the election at this point. The only thing we can do is move forward. That is a rhino speaking, ladies and gentlemen. And if you approach one of those or one of them approach you, do your best to get away from them quick. Rhinos are bad news bears. So anytime they say anything like that to you, correct them and bounce. Do not give them the time of day. But Robin Voss did say that. He did say, we have no power as a state legislature, Senate and House, to decertify an election. But you want to know how he's wrong? You want to know how I know he's wrong? Because just in the last year alone, folks, I have told you about two and now three elections that have been overturned due to fraud. We know that fraud vitiates everything. So why people are saying we don't have the power to decertify is beyond me, but we know they're lying. And I'm about to prove to you that elections can be overturned. We don't have to go any further than the once red great state of California, ladies and gentlemen, where in Compton, a city council election has been overturned due to what? Voter fraud. How? Because the incumbent city council member rigged the votes and a federal judge, I mean, and a judge said, whoa, 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 whoa. No, we're overturning this. Let's get into the story that you're not hearing on mainstream media because they don't want you, the American public, to believe or know that it is absolutely okay to overturn an election when you found out that the person that's there did not win rightfully. Last Friday, a Compton City Council election was overturned after a judge ruled that the incumbent councilman rigged votes to secure his victory. The councilman's name is Isaac Galvin. He will be replaced by his challenger, Andre Spicer. Superior Court Judge Michelle Williams determined that the four of the votes that four of the votes cast by Galvin during a June 2021 runoff election were submitted by people who were not legal residents of the district. The judge ruled that his challenger Spicer was the winner with a verified vote count of 854 to 851. What happened was this incumbent city councilman knew they were going to lose and they just got as many votes as they needed to win. Sound familiar? Now, I know it was only four votes, but on November 3rd, it was four million votes. Remember? I don't hear anybody, I don't hear any Democrat or any troll talking now. I thought that wasn't uh, legal to do, overturn an election when you find out there's fraud. Remember the big jump in the middle of the night? Just enough to get him over the hill. Yeah, sounds really familiar. Spicer has contested the results of the election for the last year after losing to Galvin by just a single vote. Spicer told NBC LA that he's pleased with last week's ruling, saying, I'm grateful for the judicial system. He told the outlet that he had been fighting hard for, a last, for the last 11 months. Spicer said there had been rumors of voter fraud for years in Compton. He noted that he was concerned the community had lost faith in the voting system. Yeah, you think? Says I, he says, I think this helps us get engaged again. It's just a relief for the entire city to expose it and hopefully rid ourselves of it. Now, it's not immediately clear how soon the judge's decision would allow Spicer to take office. The ruling comes after the L.A. County District Attorney's Office charged Galvin and five others with conspiracy to commit election fraud last August. Despite living outside the district, the four others charged are accused of registering and casting votes in an area they do not live in. Prosecutors also charged Galvin with bribery with the intent to influence an election for allegedly attempting to bribe an L.A. County registrar employee on election night. Galvin has been embroiled in several controversies since he first took office in 2013, including illegal practices surrounding marijuana conspiracy against the mayor and staff members who were entangled in a murder case. Why is it always, 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 always these dirtbag Democrats who get away with this stuff? Well, God was working here and God's working in a lot of other places, folks. So all you got to do is keep the faith and trust in God. Don't, con- don't continue to be worried. Don't continue to have anxiety. Don't continue to be stressed out over the way things are going. We're going through a trial right now so that we can get to the glory, folks. 
And it might not be as quick as you want it to be. Heck, it's not as quick as I want it to be either. But that's what we're doing. And we got to stick through it. Just like Catherine Engelbrick said, we're not quitting, so you don't quit either. Do you think that this guy that didn't quit for the last 11 months, you think if he would have quit that he would have got this today? I don't think so. He fought hard. He fought hard for what he knew was right, and he won. Let that be a lesson to every single one of us. Now, I've been saying for quite some time that this administration that we have right now in our White House illegally and illegitimately is either unqualified to do the job from the top down or they are completely corrupt, killing America with an agenda. But you know what, folks, I thought about today? Why can't it be both? As a matter of fact, it probably is both. It's probably unqualified to do the job they have and clearly corrupt to kill America on purpose. And now I say it's both, especially after reading this story, folks, because Treasury Secretary to the Biden administration, Janet Yellen, has been for the last three months bumping her gums left and right about how we really were not experiencing high inflation and that this inflation was temporary and that it was all because of Putin. This is the Putin price hike. She and everybody else in the administration and through CNN, MSDNC, and the rest echoed for months and months and months now. She tried to literally tell you that inflation wasn't real and that shelves being empty weren't real as if you're blind and deaf and have no idea about reality. But my, have the tables, how the tables have turned, folks, because now Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has absolutely 100% acknowledged, get ready, that she misforecasted the country's now record high inflation when she said last year that it would be a small risk how again folks we're not scientists but we got covid right we are not political strategists but yet we understood how they stole the election and we've proved it we told you that masks don't work and we were right we told you that stopping to drill for oil and stopping the natural gas production in this country would put us into a recession like we've never been in before and would make us, um, make us rely on foreign energy in order to live kind of like Europe is with Russia right now. And we were right. We also told you that if you do this, that, and the other and print money and send billions of dollars to the, to the uh, leather thong wearer over there in Ukraine, that we would see inflation so high that we would not be able to come out of it. And we were right. How do us peasants continue to just be right all the time. But anyway, yes, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says she misforecasted, saying this, quote, I think I was wrong. <laughs> you think you were wrong? You think you were wrong? Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> I think I was wrong then about the path that inflation would take, she said on CNN. Inflation caused by a mix of factors, including supply chain problems, the Ukraine war and federal government pumping trillions of dollars into the U.S. economy, giving it to places they shouldn't give it to, printing money that doesn't exist during the pandemic is now a major concern for the Biden administration as fellow Democrats trying to win re-election this fall will probably fail. But yet Janet Yellen, who's the secretary of the Treasury, says she got it wrong, folks. Well, how about that? What a thing to get wrong. And you want to know something? I guarantee you that every news outlet that talked to her about it said, well, that's okay. None of us knew it was going to happen. Eh, We knew it was going to happen. And we said it was going to happen. We knew it was going to happen. And we said we knew it was going to happen. But it wasn't Putin's fault. It it was COVID's fault. And COVID is the Democrats' fault. Specifically, Tony the rat face gain-of-function Fauci, who got paid by the Democrats. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to end the show with something really cool today. Raise your hand if you have seen the new Top Gun movie with Tom Cruise. I know it's a Hollywood movie. However, folks, the the reviews have been absolutely phenomenal based on what has happened in this movie and with this movie. Raise your hand if you have seen the new Top Gun movie. I'm going to put my hand down. Because I have not seen it yet. It might be a date night for me and my wife. I don't know. There's a lot of hot guys on there with abs with their shirt off. Just like the first Top Gun movie. I do know that. But if you have not seen the new Top Gun movie, 
from what I'm understanding from everybody, you may want to go see it because the Maverick isn't just nostalgia for the 80s. It's nostalgia for American greatness. And they have decided not to pander to China by putting the Taiwanese flag back on Maverick's jacket, ladies and gentlemen, which has completely pissed off the CCP. And apparently this movie is full of patriotism, MAGA, and America first kind of talk and language. I, from what I understand, they took a movie out of the 80s and placed it in 2022 and said, we don't care if it hurts your feelings. Maverick celebrates greatness in a way that our modern victimizing equity uh, obsessed culture has largely forgotten how to do. There's a lot of feel good nostalgia in the Top Gun Maverick movie, which rocketed through box office records over Memorial Day weekend, starting with an opening aircraft carrier montage set to Danger Zone. That's nearly identical to the original and continuing via similar camera angles and dialogue in several iconic scenes. Maverick paid plenty of tribute to its classic 1986 predecessor. No woke language in it whatsoever. No pandering, no bull crap, just straight out red, white, and blue right up your butt. American awesome patriotism, ladies and gentlemen. Eat it. Rock flag and eagle. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of patriotism we need pumped back into Hollywood. And I am so, so very happy that they did this. And I'm so very happy that Tom Cruise, living in Hollywood his entire life and as crazy of a Scientologist as he is, said, you know what? We're going to America with this because he's got a lot of say so in his movies, folks. A lot. Suzanne says it was really, really well done. I really liked it. Uh, cost them $10,000 an hour to use each jet, said Ronald Kukic. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Long story short, folks, apparently everybody says go watch it if you're all about America, and I'm all about America, so guess what? Date night with me and the wife, although, I, like I said, I'll cover her eyes on that part because we don't want to see all that, you know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not seen it in a while, you're going to want to go check it out. Go to JeremyHerald.com to the America Strong Company page. The business directory, folks, look at this, 300, almost 370 businesses now in here, almost 370 businesses, and you can filter them out by what state you live in, so you can see what patriotic MAGA America First companies are right there in your state and online and use your ability to shop with them and stop giving money to the left-wing woke corporation companies, folks, because their days are highly, highly numbered. So check out the America Strong Business Directory. It's absolutely free and get your business up there because we're going to be utilizing that very soon. Also, folks, if you go to jeremyherald.com, check out the featured products. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Do not buy anything today. Wait until tonight or tomorrow morning. Why? Because tonight we are putting on a 20% sale off everything for Father's Day weekend. You don't have to put in a promo code. You don't have to put in anything. You just have to put in your purchase, uh, click uh, pay, and you get 20% off your entire purchase, and all deals still apply. So tonight that will kick in by the night's show, hopefully, um, and uh, 20% off everything in the store. Make sure you guys go check that out. And one more reminder as we are ever so close now to Friday, but Friday we are debuting the Armor of God video. I'd like to just play the trailer one more time for those who haven't seen it, although most of you already have. Here we go, folks, the trailer to Armor of God. Play that here for you. Here we go. Oh, what do we got there? We got some... Well, hold on one second. Looks like we've got some... uh audio issues here let's bring this back up sorry about that it's what you get when you don't have uh you know professional tv studio with everybody doing everything for you but anyway folks here it is this is the armor of god trailer check it out still no sound on that huh Again, that will be, the video will be debuting on on Real America's Voice News at 1 p.m. on Friday. And then, of course, it'll be available everywhere for download, streaming. And we have put in an order for physical copies that Dave Bray and I will both sign. We should get those in a couple weeks. Folks, 
Thank you so very much for being here every day. Thank you for inspiring me. Thank you for giving me love and support and shares and uh, advice and prayers. Remember, there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Please, folks, share, share, share. Tell all your friends and family about Live from America as we will be back tonight at 5 p.m. for more greatness right here from the Live Free or Die State. Until then, keep a smile on your face. Keep your families close and spread that gospel because that's what God wants us to do. God bless. See you tonight.